Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our daily edition of our Women's World Cup podcast, Match Day 5 we're reviewing today. David Wiener with you, joined by Heather Garrick and Ashley Sykes. Another long but great night at the World Cup, girls. Heather, what was your highlight? Oh, definitely the 13-0 to the USA, just to see so many goals in one game, especially in that second 45 minutes, I thought it was exceptional. And to see Alex Morgan, who we know is a prolific goal scorer and has been, and a veteran of the USA to score five, um, but not just five average goals, some exceptional goals in there. Some great finishes, weren't they? And I, I was saying on the show that um, while there's been some great defensive efforts, the attacker in me was screaming for some flair and for some goals, and we got 13 of them in one game, so I think they made up for that. Yeah, my favourite one. She's uh, normally a right footer, but she took it to the left and, and volleyed it uh, with a left foot in the upper 90, so magic goal. What do you read out of it in terms of laying a mark or laying a foundation? Because when you obviously roll over a minnows, you can get a bit carried away. But at half time, you said that they were just doing what they had to do. They were still they could up the ante. And the fact they did, that's almost so impressive in that opening game. Yeah, I thought what the coach Jalela said was uh, goals matter. And obviously that was a key message at half time. Goals do matter. And it's 3-0 and they weren't playing very good football in the first half. Even though it was 3-0, I think they gave away some passes. They, they kept... Uh, knocking the ball in the box, um, just passes that were going astray, just not clinical. Second half, they come out firing. And uh, when they scored those goals, the celebrations amongst the amongst the teammates and amongst the bench, they mean business. Don't they? Yeah, it was, it was fascinating. Um, Sweden and Chile are the other opponents who will give them a, a more realistic test. What do they need to do to try and put up a more competitive performance against such a powerhouse? I think they just need to be more solid. Like I think some of the teams that have been successful in uh, being really defensive so far have been really disciplined and really solid and stuck to their their game plan. I think Thailand kind of drifted in and out of that. They weren't as um, I don't know stoic. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, or solid even. Yeah, yeah. They they just kind of let America uh, have their way with the game. And I think if you look into Chile, they defended for like almost 90 minutes really, really well. Um, and I think if Chile do that against America, they'll have a better result. And probably the same goes for Sweden. They need to, they really need to up their game if they want to compete with the US. I thought uh, Sweden were really disappointing. It just looked like they hadn't played together for a while. It looked like their structure was all over the shop. It looks like, looked like their um, front third play was not rehearsed. They, yeah. they just didn't look like they were on the same page. The only time they looked impressive was the last five minutes when they were up 2-0 when the shackles were off and they had no pressure on them. I just don't understand that you play that much football and it takes you until the 85th minute to do that and you're two goals up. Yeah, it shouldn't take you that long to get into the game. They should be able to switch into that, that gear right from the start. Well, speaking of that game, we'll touch on that now. Uh, the scoreline certainly flattered, flattered them um, 
and and and, and Chile were gallant probably uh, you know maybe that break I don't know it hurt them when they conceded just after it. Yeah, maybe you never know what's going to happen after a break like that. It's, it's tough to stay uh, focused as a team, especially when their game requires such concentration. Um, and yeah, as you said, I think the scoreline's a bit flattering. That last goal was quite a good finish, wasn't it? Like a, a bit of individual skill. Um, hopefully she plays some more time for them um, and, and just provides a little bit of flair. But otherwise, I think they were missing out in a bit. And I, I think I think from based on that performance, Sweden are probably going to fall short of quite a few teams at this World Cup. Will they go through, though, with the second team in this group? Probably, yeah. Yeah, they still... I don't think Chile and, and, and um, Thailand are good enough to challenge them still. That, that young Yanogi, she was quite impressive and apparently had been impressive in the lead-up games as well. Um, was there anything from Sweden that you can take out of that game to go they can uh, rekindle their rivalry and frustrate the US when they meet? Yeah, I think they'll take the positive out of the game that they actually grinded a result and they got three points in the first game. And um, I think the emotion of the coach at the end of the game when they did score that second goal... Um, and he made a great substitution as well. And her left foot, wow. She just jinxed, dropped the shoulder, went to the left and, and, and beat the goalkeeper. was unbelievable. So they can take that out of the game. And, and of, of course, structurally, they, they were sound. They, they didn't concede. So a clean sheet's always fantastic. So if you were wondering and you didn't see the game, what we were talking about with the break, it wasn't the halftime break. It was a 45-minute rain delay with some thunder and lightning. Uh, they had to get the players off because it was unsafe for them to continue. But And the history we're talking about, of course, is with dating back to that Olympic game uh, in 2016 where Hope Solo uh, went on her rant afterwards after getting knocked out by Sweden because of their game plan, which did frustrate them and uh, stifle the Americans and in the end got the better of them that day. So what is it with the Americans now, four years or three years on from that game, I should say, um, that makes them the formidable proposition that at full-time, Heather, you said, wow, world, look out. Yeah, and I, I still believe that even before the tournament, um, just their lead-up, how, how successful they've been. They haven't lost a game in ages, um, conceding goals against the USA. I think the last time they lost was against Australia last year. Um, I think the biggest thing, and the biggest thing to win tournaments and World Cups is depth. And off the bench, we saw <laughs> Pugh and Carly Lloyd come off the bench. If you've got those two players up your sleeve to be on the bench, then, yeah, look out world again. Let alone everyone else that's sitting on the bench that's not even getting a run, right? Like, And I, I think it'll be funny if Sweden come out in their game against the US and, you know, play a similar way <laughs> that they did in the Olympics last time. Um, I'd love to see Hope's comments after the game if that happens again. <laughs> but would you if you, were, if you were them? Surely you just go back to, go back to the same well. I think uh, I think what we've seen it, it, it's successful, and in the Euros in twenty when were the Euros twenty seventeen, um, they found that a lot of the teams that was were successful were quite defensive minded, like Denmark, Austria. They caused a lot of problems for the possession based teams, and I don't know whether the US falls quite under that category as as a possession based team. They do often have quite a lot of possession though, but um, those those teams that played defensively had a lot of success is because others haven't really worked out how to break it down yet, have they? Yeah, look, I think um, USA has evolved to more of a possession-based team. I think we saw um, them outstandingly uh, with the Matildas to beat the Matildas 5-2 and the way they possessed the ball and built up and changed the point of attack was just brilliant. And so I think uh, America's not the not the team of athleticism anymore. They've got depth. They've got... Um, 
they've got so much versatility. And then another thing that I didn't expect today was their set plays. Mm. And I, I think that is so important. Look at uh, the Men's World Cup England. Uh, they got through their group because of their set plays. And it's been a theme already. You pointed it out yesterday on Iskar Goals. Is, is There's a, probably, what, four or five or six you could call out so far. And there are always those one percenters that are in the big tournament. What, what did you make of Hope's comments on Iskar Goals, though, about Jill Ellis's um, approach to management and approach to tactics? Um, Hope Solo is a perfectionist and she's a high achiever, she's a winner and she wants to constantly get better, she's got a growth mindset and obviously being one of the best goalkeepers in the world, um, you need to have that and she's got high standards and for Jill I think the main message just there that I got from that is she couldn't handle Jill not being transparent so um, you get different coaches that have got different styles, Um, she referred to... um, the Seattle Rain coach in Laura Harvey. Laura Harvey. And um, Laura Harvey is English. She's very laid back. Player management is, is, is a massive thing for her. She likes to connect with her players. So um, for Hope, being transparent was important. The other thing was actually analysing uh, opposition teams and wanting to get better. That comes from being a perfectionist as well. So, And I agree with her. At that level, you have to analyse teams. If you're not doing well, the players need to know that they're not doing well just so they can get better. It's not about pointing the finger and, and, and blaming people. It's more having a growth mindset and trying to be the best. If the US aren't to win this tournament, and we know it's the most even field we've probably ever seen, do you think some of the things she pointed out where she said the world is catching up in terms of those tactics and technical elements, do you think that is, if there is going to be a downfall for the US, that could be it? I think Heather mentioned that their game has developed quite a bit still, hasn't it? Like They don't rely just on athleticism anymore. Um, so maybe whether that's from Jill making changes to the way they play or the players themselves developing as individuals at club levels. I mean, a lot of the teams in the NWSL have um, have international coaches as well now. It's not just American coaches teaching an American style. Um, I, I don't think if they're not successful, I don't think you can point the finger just at Jill Ellis. I mean, look at the quality in that team. Hope spoke about when things aren't going well, how you can fix them. I mean, things... Things are going quite well for America right now. But if the, it, the, the players should be able to fix the problem, and I, I think they've got the players in the squad across the board to, to do well regardless of um, what Hope thinks of the coach. Well, watch this space. And as we said, uh, Sweden and Chile was the other game in that group overnight where Sweden got the points. Earlier in the night, Netherlands and New Zealand. Heartbreak for Tom Zamani's uh, New Zealand side with that late, late goal. Two minutes from time. Gallant performance again, like we saw in their warm-up game against England. He's certainly extracting the most out of them, but they just didn't get that maiden win just yet. Yeah, look up. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm heartbroken for New Zealand, um, the way they executed their game plan. They've obviously rehearsed that and rehearsed that and rehearsed that, and their defensive discipline was absolutely outstanding. And I I expect nothing less from Tom Samani. I knew he'd adapt. Um, This is his fourth World Cup. He's coached uh, or been been involved in four different nations. Matildas, Canada assistant coach, uh, last World Cup, New Zealand. So it's just outstanding that, that he can 
coach and manager and get the best out of players, not to mention there were several players that had retired from New Zealand and he brought them back out of retirement because they believed in him, him as a coach. I'm heartbroken for him and the team. But all goes well to the point that they might still go on and, 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 and if it's not go through automatically, be one of those teams in a tough group that actually jags a third-place spot? I mean, they're, they're tough. They've historically been tough to beat, haven't they? And, they, and they're and they proving now that they are even tougher. Um, I think this might be the World Cup when New Zealand get their first win. What do you what do you think, Heather? Yeah, I, I think so as well. I think um, they deserve it. And uh, tonight uh, against the, the Dutch, they should have scored two goals and two sitters uh, for that matter. Yeah. So while he's proud of them and he loves the character and he just cannot fault them, um, he'll go back and look at the video and think, oh, you missed opportunities. And hopefully have a really honest conversation <laughs> with the team. <laughs> yeah, well, look, Tommy was the, the – this is what I mean. You can't have your cake and eat it. Tommy's the best manager you can get, and yeah. he was the US coach. Yeah. So – and he, he got the sack for who knows what reason. So um, for Tommy to get the sack from US, um, he would have been a perfect person to take them all the way. Yeah, exactly. A word on the Dutch. Uh, probably didn't show off their all, all of their best, but you got to build into a tournament. Yeah, you got to build it into a tournament. Uh, someone mentioned maybe they got a bit complacent from their win against Australia. Um, I don't think that you should count them out. And again, good resilience shown by them to, to score right at the death. I think that's a good sign for a team to be able to, to do that. I think um, for the Dutch, I don't think it was complacency. I, th- I don't think they could uh, problem solve um, how to play against a deep deep block. And you rehearse that in training, you, you would have expected that New Zealand was going to play like that. And in terms of their combination play, Van der Sander couldn't get in behind, so she was frustrated. Myanmar had two players around her, so she was frustrated. So they're going to come up against that. So How many teams are going to go away in these couple of days in between their games and start uh, really focusing on uh, playing against the deep block, right? There's, there's a few teams that need to improve on it. Well, last thing, though, on that, the way that Tom Samani set them up for this game... Do you think they can adapt and evolve for teams? Like obviously they're set up not to let Netherlands and their pace get in behind and all that. Can they evolve and go on and, and, and get that goal that they need to maybe put some pressure on the other team? Yeah, I think so. Um, with Tommy, it depends on who you play. So he could have a game plan, which he did have a game plan for today. And then going into the tournament against whatever team it is, he's always got a flexible, adaptive team. And that's what I love about his style of coaching and his philosophy. Okay, so we've seen every team now and we've got a bit of a a gauge of who's in form, who's not, who's got to improve, who's set the pace in the tournament so far. Are US the benchmark for you two? 13 goals, I don't know what more you can actually do not to be the benchmark, Um, but relatively speaking from the other games, um, who have we got on our power rankings for the most impressive teams so far? If I were to rank them, I would still say I'm so excited about France. Um, I think they're my number one um, because of their technical ability and their combination play and how fluent they were. Then you've got the USA, who obviously clinical and versatile and depth and, and, and what have you. Then I've got Norway at third. I thought their performance was absolutely outstanding. It was ruthless, uh, which is fantastic. Obviously Italy, um, surprise packet. I thought they did a really good job against the Matildas and, and jagged a win and obviously... Uh, great striker up top. And then Brazil, for Cristiani, that wasn't even involved in the Brazilian national team one year ago, for her to come on and um, be part of the World Cup squad, and she scored a hat-trick, and her first goal was absolutely outstanding. No doubt it'll be a contender for, for FIFA goal of, of the tournament, but she was it was a glancing header. So I, th- I think those six teams were uh, definitely ones to watch. Yeah, mine's pretty close, actually. I, I, I really enjoyed watching France and their style of play. Um, so they're top for me too. Um, and the US, just 
absolutely dominant. It's hard to go past past them and their power. Um, Brazil has snuck in for me. Before the tournament, I was saying that they were so bad that they would struggle to make it out of the group. <laughs> uh, still a couple of games to play. Still so could happen. Italy, might, Italy might uh, make it through. But um, Brazil were really impressive. Um, I have to agree with Norway that, you know, they're, they're not missing a step at the moment. And then England. I know they had a really tough game against uh, Scotland, a bit of a rivalry match, but they were still solid. And um, Nikita Paris was really impressive for them. They came out and they, they played well. How good is that France-Norway game going to be this time tomorrow? Cannot wait for that game. It's a battle of the styles, a battle of the European uh, nations. So fantastic tomorrow night. So if we're doing a top five, who then has missed out on that? that would have ordinarily been there um, if we'd done this five days ago or just generally been a disappointment for you that's going to have to really pick themselves up to, to get out of this group stage? Oh, it, it, from a tactical point of view, I, th- I think Sweden were disappointing. I think Germany have copped so much slack in, in their press back home. Um, Japan as well, yeah, expectations, Asian Cup winners. And then obviously our golden generation in our favourite girls in the Matildas. Uh, disappointing result, but I think we're going to bounce back. For me, the biggest one is Japan. Um, they're not the team that they used to be. They have rebuilt. I think they're another one of those teams that probably feel a bit of generational pressure um, along with Germany. Um, there's so much success in the past. Uh, the football communities there expect a lot out of the national teams um, and they didn't quite – well, Germany didn't quite perform in the first game. They have to pick it up a lot. But I've, unfortunately, I don't think Japan have it in them at all to really challenge. Um, they're not quite there. Alex Morgan was brilliant today with her five goals and it's the standout individual performance. Lisa Devan has gone on Twitter and said good luck catching her for the golden boot or something like that. And I don't actually know how you catch a golden boot race when someone's gone five up after one game. But what's been your uh, favourite individual performance so far? Who's the player you've most enjoyed watching? Um, Swedish young player uh, in the midfield, Wrighton for sure. It's it's a player that uh, no one's discovered and I didn't expect someone to to come out of the blue and her her decision-making, her runs, uh, third-man runs... The way she scored the goal, the the input of her assists, I thought she was outstanding. Yeah, she was she was special, wasn't she? Um, I'd have to go with Henri from France. I thought she just she really controlled that game. She showed her her skills on the ball, um, and I know they weren't really pressured on the ball, but I think she showed a lot of her quality. She was always popping out into the back line, trying to get the ball, trying to control play, um, and she was. Uh, really confident. Um, it's hard not to be confident when you've got a team like that behind mm. you. Yeah, they're, they're full of stars. You could probably take your pick of three or four players there who are irresistible to watch in that game. I, I can't wait for France Norway, which we'll review on Thursday, if I get my days right, because I don't know about you two, I don't know whether we're coming or going. Um, but included in tomorrow's review will be, of course, a preview of the Matildas. We'll go and spend some time looking ahead at what we need to do to get that result we need against Brazil. But obviously it's been a, it was an emotional Sunday night, Heather. We haven't had you on the podcast since then, um, where obviously you looked at the tactics and looked at the setup. Um, in the cold light of day since then, um, what have you thought about the game and, and how are you feeling about uh, the tweaks and, and preparation and what needs to be done over the next 24 hours? Look, I've got full belief in the Matildas, that, that playing group. Is, my, my mind still hasn't changed in how, how talented they are. They've been together for such a long time. They are the golden generation. They've got someone like Devada off the bench. I would love to see her start. Um, if KK 
uh, anchors in that sixth role, I think that'll create stability. So I've got full belief that we can bounce back and, and, and really, really nail this Brazil team and pay them back for what happened to us uh, in Rio because they really deserve it and we really deserve to go on in this tournament and we really deserve to show the world what quality we have in Australia. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with Heather. The quality is there. The team has worked so hard to get to where they are, not just on the field, but their profile. And they, you know, if they find themselves, I don't know, it's a really a strange way of saying it, but they need to find themselves again as a, as a, a unit and get that cohesiveness back. They need to find that flow that they had when they were playing really well. Um, I, yeah, the motivation to play well against Brazil couldn't get any higher. Like, they'll want to get revenge, like you said, and now they've got added investment in that that kind of have to win the game. What I'd love to see is for Australia to play the Australian way, which is a free spirit and the shackles to come off and there's no pressure. And for all the girls, your Caitlin Fords and your Emily Van Egmonts and your Sam Kerrs to just play play with freedom and, and with a free spirit. And that's what we love about these girls. I think that's when they play their best too, when they're having a bit of fun out there, yeah, <laughs> taking exactly. the piss out of people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let's hope they're doing exactly that against the Brazilians on Friday morning, the early hours of Friday morning. We cannot wait for that one. And as I said, we'll go into a bit more detail on that in Thursday's podcast. Heather, Ash, thanks for your time. Go home and get some sleep. Thanks, Thank David. you. We will. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you again tomorrow. And to everyone out there, as always, enjoy your football. Another three big games coming up tonight on Optus Sport. <laughs>